These are the readings appointed for the 16th of July, 2023. It is the seventh Sunday after Pentecost, and proper number 10 in year A, according to our numbered propers of ordinary time. Let us pray. Let your merciful ears, O Lord, be open to the prayers of your humble servants, and that we may receive what we ask. Teach us by your Holy Spirit to ask only for those things that are pleasing to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the same Spirit lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Dear people of God, as we continue our journey through ordinary time, we are invited this week to attend to the soil of our hearts. Our scripture passages speak of a God who invites us to come and receive freely, to seek his ways and his thoughts, and be empowered by his Holy Spirit to have an assurance in our identity as his children. God assures us that even in the midst of our weakness and weariness and worry, there will be enough. Our Lord invites us to trust in his promises and to allow the Holy Spirit to work within us, shaping our hearts and enabling us to bear fruit. As God's beloved children, we are embraced, we are forgiven, we are reconciled. So we open our hearts to this abundant grace, to this rich mercy to this free provision of our loving Creator, and pray that our lives will be grounded and gladdened as we respond to His call, secure in the knowledge that His love is enough and more than enough. In our first reading, we turn to the book of the prophet Isaiah. This chapter in Isaiah is a call to all who are thirsty to come and receive freely from the abundant blessings and mercy of God. It emphasizes the invitation to seek the Lord and to turn from wickedness, assuring us that God's ways and thoughts are higher than our ways. The passage encourages trust in God's promises, highlighting the transformative power of his word. This is Isaiah chapter 55. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me, hear that your soul may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. 
Behold, you shall call a nation that you did not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy, and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The Word of the Lord. Thanks. Be to God. Our psalm for this week is the Te Decit Hymnus. This is a psalm that ancient Christians regarded to be the voice of the church, proclaiming that Christ is the hope of all lands. The psalm expresses praise and gratitude to God for his abundant provision and his blessings on the earth. It celebrates his mighty acts of creation, his care for the land, the seas, and all living creatures. The psalmist acknowledges God as a source of abundant harvests and rejoices in his forgiveness and reconciliation. This is Psalm number 65. You, O God, are to be praised in Zion, and unto you shall vows be performed in Jerusalem. You who hear our prayer. Unto you shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me. O be merciful and blot out our sins. Blessed is the man whom you choose and receive unto yourself. He shall dwell in your courts and shall be satisfied with the pleasures of your house, even of your holy temple. You shall show us wonderful things in your righteousness, O God of our salvation. For you are the hope of all the earth and of the isles that are far away. You in your strength set firm the mountains and are girded about with power. You still the raging of the seas, the noise of their waves and the tumult of the people. Those who dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be in fear of your wonders. You make the morning and the evening to shout with joy. You visit the earth and bless it. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. You prepare the grain, for so you provide for the earth. 
You water its furrows. You send rain into the little valleys. You make it soft with the drops of rain and bless the increase of it. You crown the year with your goodness and your paths overflow with plenty. The fields of the wilderness are rich in pasture and the little hills rejoice on every side. The folds shall be full of sheep. The valleys also shall stand so thick with grain that they shall laugh and sing. We are continuing in Paul's letter to the Romans. In this section of the letter, Paul contrasts the mindset of the flesh with that of the spirit. He emphasizes the work and power of the Holy Spirit in believers, which enables them to live according to God's will. He highlights the believer's adoption as God's children, their participation in Christ's suffering and glory. This is Romans chapter 8, verses 7 through 17. The mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're skipping forward in our gospel lesson this week from where we ended last week at the end of Matthew chapter 11. We are moving past some stories of controversy between Jesus and the Pharisees and even between Jesus and his family and moving into the next major chunk of Jesus's teaching. These are the parables of the kingdom that we are beginning to enter into. In this week's reading, we have the parable of the sower, where Jesus teaches about different responses to the proclamation of the gospel. This parable illustrates how the word of God is received differently by different people, depending on the condition of their hearts. Jesus also explains the meaning of this parable in our reading, emphasizing the importance of understanding and embracing the word of God in order to bear fruit. This is Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then picking back up at 18 through verses 23. 
That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and the great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understand it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God resonating with these rich themes of abundance and grace and growth and the mercies of God that underlie them all. I have two poems to share this week. The first is a poem of John Keeble, the great dawn of the Oxford movement in the 19th century. This is a poem that follows the form of a fairly ancient meditation where we move from created virtues and then lift our eyes up to the creator of those virtues, the source of those virtues, and recognize how much more glorious the creator is than his creation. This is his poem, which is an ode to the creator. Come, and I will show you what is beautiful. It is a rose, fully blown. See how she sits upon her mossy stem, the queen of flowers. Her leaves glow like fire. The air is filled with her sweet odor. She is a delight of every eye. But there is one fairer than the rose. He that made the rose is more beautiful than the rose. He is altogether lovely. He is the delight of every heart. I will show you what is strong. The lion is strong. When he raiseth himself up from his lair, when he shaketh his mane, when the voice of his roaring is heard, the cattle of the field fly, and the wild beasts of the desert hide themselves, for he is terrible. But he who made the lion is stronger than the lion. He can do all things. He gave us life, and in a moment can take it away and no one can save us from his hand. I will show you what is glorious. The sun is glorious. When he shineth in the clear sky, 
when he sitteth on his throne in the heavens and looketh abroad over the earth he is the most glorious and excellent object the eye can behold but he who made the sun is more glorious than the sun the eye cannot look on his dazzling brightness he seeth all dark places by night as well as by day the light of his countenance is over all the world this great being is god he made all things but he is more excellent than all he has made he is the creator they are the creatures they may be beautiful but he is beauty they may be strong but he is strength they may be perfect but he is perfection there is a book who runs may read which heavenly truths impart and all the lord's scholars need pure eyes and loving hearts the works of god above below within us and around are pages in that book to show how god himself is found the glorious sky embracing all is like the father's love wherewith encompassed great and small in peace and order move thou who hast given me eyes to see and love this sight so fair give me a heart to find out thee and read thee everywhere keeble points us upward and our second poem takes a different approach and points us inward this is a contemporary poem written by a spiritual writer Araya mountain dreamer this is her poem called the invitation it doesn't interest me what you do for a living i want to know what you ache for and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing it doesn't interest me how old you are i want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love for your dream for the adventure of being alive it doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon i want to know if you have touched the center of your own sorrow if you have been opened by life's betrayals or have become shriveled and closed from fear of further pain i want to know if you can sit with pain mine or your own without moving to hide it or fade it or fix it i want to know if you can be with joy mine or your own if you can dance with wildness and let the ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning us to be careful to be realistic to remember the limitations of being human it doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true i want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul if you can be faithless and therefore trustworthy i want to know if you can see beauty even when it is not pretty every day and if you can source your own life from its presence i want to know if you can live with failure yours and mine and still stand at the edge of the lake and shout to the silver moon yes it doesn't interest me to know where you live or how much money you have i want to know if you can get up after the night of grief and despair weary and bruised to the bone and do what needs to be done to feed the children it doesn't interest me who you know or how you came to be here i want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back 
It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep and the empty moments. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, we know that your ears are open to our prayers as we cry out to you. We know the depth and the abundance of your mercy, and so we come before you and ask that you would open our hearts by your Holy Spirit. As we gather around your word, we remember the invitation that you extend to us to seek you, to embrace you, to trace out the higher ways and the divine thoughts you offer. Like the flowing river and fertile earth, you abundantly provide for us, and we offer our gratitude for your bountiful provision. As we contemplate your creation, we are filled with awe and wonder at the intricate beauty that surrounds us. We thank you for the wild geese, reminding us of your abundant grace in their songs. For the sweet song of birds that uplift our spirits. For the majestic mountains and the wild landscapes that stir our souls. Help us to be stewards of your creation, nurturing and cherishing it with love and care. Loving God, divine gardener, you sow seeds of your word in our hearts. As we hear your truth, may our hearts prove to be fertile ground, receptive to your teachings and ready to bear good fruit. Grant us wisdom to understand and embrace your word, guarding against distractions and temptations that would hinder our growth and our fruitfulness. We ask for your strength and for renewal, especially for those among us who are wearied or fatigued. Restore their spirits, grant them rest and rejuvenation. May they find solace in your presence and experience your abundant love, knowing you as the source of true refreshment. Heavenly Father, as we continue on our journey, help us to continually open our hearts to your great love. Help us to be ever mindful of your promises and guided by your Holy Spirit. Teach us to trust in your faithfulness to live as your adopted children, participating in the glory of Christ as well as his sufferings. We offer these prayers trusting in your abundant grace and deep love, confident that you hear us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.